Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code RTFP to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Monster Monday presented, of course, by DraftKings. I'm Ross Tucker. Former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years, absolutely awesome temp job in my 20s, even though I got fired a lot. Now I got a bunch of media gigs, although I am a little bit sad. This morning, yesterday, was the last game broadcast that I will be a part of until Eagles preseason in August. I am done for the 2022 football season, both college and and NFL. I'll be watching the Super Bowl probably from my house, like all of you guys. Every week, we give out at least, at least three winners. So we've got the spread the word winner. So we love those of you that help us spread the word via social media. Any engagement helps. So, um, you know what? I, I like giving you guys specific things because I think that helps. So let's keep growing the Ross Tucker pod page on Facebook and the Ross Tucker NFL page on TikTok. I think when I give you guys specific things, you're more likely to do it, but really any engagement on any of our platforms is helpful. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And we're Ross Tucker pod on Twitter, on Instagram. And now on Facebook. We'll have a sponsor confirmation email winner, bunch of sponsors this week, which is great. We've been pretty light. If you didn't notice in January, uh, we got First Leaf Wine is here. We still have West Shore Home, which is amazing. A huge fan of those two new bathrooms. Uh, Labatt Blue is back. Peloton, I've been a big fan of as well. And then the YouTube shout out, just something cool. For you guys, I love doing a video for you, giving a shout out to whoever you want. It's like a video. You can get it for whoever you want, and that people usually love that. I mean, they pay for it on Cameo. They pay for me to do those sometimes. So kind of cool that you get it for free, just subscribing, giving the thumbs up at YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL, and then replying, Ross, I want to win the shout out. I only get like two of them a week, so you have a really good chance to win. Speaking of shout-outs, how about Connor O'Reilly? 
He is the latest patron. Love it, Connor. Come on down. Patreon.com slash RT Media. Become a Tuckheads member so you're part of the family, part of the private Slack channel. Can check out the even money bets, the Friday picks, press box food grades, power rankings, all that stuff. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. All right, Ross. What were your overall themes from Conference Championship Weekend? Well, um, I think the first one is really a bummer for the 49ers what happened yesterday. And obviously, most of my friends and family are Eagles fans because of where I grew up. And they don't care. They don't feel bad for them. And they shouldn't, right? I mean, injuries are a part of football. That happens. But, you know, I was on the Niners sideline most of the game. Because as you guys know, I like to try to get some TV time over there. It just makes it more entertaining for me. And there's also always less people on the away sideline. And those guys are warriors, man. You know, Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, you know, Fred Warner, you know, Bosa, those guys were playing their hearts out, Trent Williams. And I just felt really bad and sad for them that they didn't really have a chance to win the game. You know, I mean, first of all, once Purdy got hurt, it significantly decreased their chance to win the game. Now, it should be said, it was 7 nothing, and the Eagles had just caused a strip sack of Purdy when he got hurt. So as Fezzik would say on the Even Money podcast, the Eagles were clearly, you know, the favorite at that point. You, you have, you're up a touchdown, and you just strip sack the other guy, and you have the ball in their territory, okay? So it's not like that was the whole game. And in fact, kudos to the Niners. I thought for the rest of the first half, for the most part, they were getting the better of the action and they ended up scoring a touchdown, which I'll get to in a little bit. But what what really jumped out to me is, um, you know, that's their dream and they worked for it all year. And to be in that situation where they literally don't have a quarterback capable of throwing a football, it's just unbelievable. And Two thoughts on that. Number one, when I played back in the 2000s, you'd have 45 active players on game day. But then you'd have a, a an emergency quarterback who would also dress for the game, even though he was inactive. He could only play if the first two quarterbacks were not going to come back in the game. That would have been nice yesterday. That would have been really nice. Since they've enabled teams to now dress, I think it's 47 or 48, they did away with the emergency third quarterback, and the Niners made a choice. The Niners could have had a third quarterback available for the game. So that's on them. However, most teams don't. Most teams don't have a third quarterback available for a game because when do you think you're going to get your first two quarterbacks both hurt? You just don't envision that happening. So I don't really blame Kyle Shanahan. And I do wonder if the NFL will take another look at that rule. Because that was probably pretty embarrassing for the NFL that it's a conference championship game and the NFL and the Niners couldn't throw a forward pass. 
Um, you know, penalties were a huge factor in both games. Now, penalties different from me talking about officiating. I'll get to the officiating. But the penalties, I mean, now listen, I'm on the sideline. So I don't know in the Eagles-Niners game if all those penalties are legit or not. I have to kind of trust Kevin Harlan and Kurt Warner, who I'm listening to on the radio broadcast, as they said that um, they kind of felt like they were legitimate penalties against the Niners. But at the end of the first half, it's 7-7. Niners have three penalties, which enables the Eagles to get that second touchdown to go 14-7. And then later on, they'd have like a roughing the punter penalty, which gave the Eagles another first down. They go down, score another touchdown. Uh, Hufunga, I mean, it just, Niners had 11 penalties, which killed them. And then the Bengals, they didn't have as many penalties, but they had the most critical penalty of the game. Joseph Osai, second year DN, I think from Texas, clearly hit Mahomes out of bounds. I think he lost track of where he was because he was just running as fast as he could, didn't know where he was. And uh, I felt horrible for that young man. He had a great game, was trying to make a hustle play, and he did it. It was the right call. You have to throw the flag there. That gave the Chiefs a chance to kick a field goal in what otherwise was probably going to end up going to overtime. Officiating, I did not think, was great in either game. You know, there were just things that happened in the Niners game where it felt like they just, like whether the part hit the TV wire or whatever, I don't know. Didn't feel like they were always in control in terms of the officiating crew. And then for the Bengals game, I mean, they gave the Chiefs an extra play. Now, fortunately for the NFL, in my mind, the Chiefs still had to punt it on that drive. That didn't turn into points. So that's, the NFL, I think, dodged a huge bullet there because they basically gave, the the Chiefs got stuffed on third down, they gave another down. They said the play was stopped, but nobody had any idea that the play was stopped. I think they also missed a block in the back on a return. That's a little bit more common uh, that happens, but yeah, that was, uh, those were disappointing. Ultimately, though, I do feel like the two best and most deserving teams won, right? They're the number one seeds for a reason, playing at home for a reason. And I think they were ultimately, if you watch those games, they were the better teams. Uh, Turnovers made a huge difference in both games. They always do. Always, always, always. And then the last thing I would say, Jack, is I really feel like as good of a run as they're on here, in Kansas City, the Chiefs really needed that win for Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid legacy. They did. You know, a third Super Bowl in four years is very impressive. But also, think about the the counter to that. If they were 0-4 against Joe Burrow and Zach Taylor, that would be a real hit 
to Mahomes and Andy Reid. 0-4 against the Bengals. So they needed that win desperately, and they got it. Good for them. Good for me. You know why? Because West Shore Home remodeled two of our bathrooms, and they were fantastic. It's insane how easy they make it. They replaced both of our showers, ripped out those fiberglass tubs in a day. A day. Thanks to their installers, who, by the way, are all full-time employees. These are not like contractors. These are full-time employees. They come in. They get it done. They get out. Go to westshorehome.com slash Ross to see the before and after pictures. There's videos. You, you get a free consultation from that page. And you also get 20% off a shower or bath remodeling project. I love this as a Valentine's Day gift. How about getting a new bathroom for you, your wife, or whatever for Valentine's Day? That's amazing. Look, even if you're just thinking about ever doing it, you should get the free consultation, right? They take measurements, show you different styles and options. Like, it's just it's like getting a free consultant, even if you're going to do it yourself, or even if you if you if your buddy does it, why not go to WestShoreHome.com/Ross, schedule a free consultation, and get twenty percent off a shower bath remodeling project, and actually get a chance to look at videos and pictures inside my house, which normally I would not let you guys do. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Duck Stakes. All right, Ross, we'll start with the game that you were at. You mentioned Brock Purdy, who suffered a supposed UCL injury in the opening, and it's led to an ugly game where the Eagles, they came out on top. They're headed to the Super Bowl after a 31-7 victory. So, Jack, I know that you are an Eagles fan, right? I, I get it. That was still kind of like, I, I was thinking to myself, what are people thinking watching this game right now in the second half when the 49ers are just handing the football off? I didn't like it. I mean, I lo- I'm, I mean, I get. I'm an Eagles fan. I'm probably as, my fandom is as low as it ever been, just because I'm working in sports. But I mean, talking with Jay Brad, who helps out with our social media and stuff like that, I'm like, this is not a good game. Like he's like, oh, I don't care. Eagles go to the Super Bowl. Like this wasn't a fun game. It it wasn't. No, nah, it's just like it wasn't entertaining. Um, I prefer close games. I really do. Especially when on the Even Money podcast, I had the Niners in a teaser up to eight and a half. So that wasn't good for me either. Let's start with the press box food. It was really good. Really good. Of course, they had, um, you know, the hoagies they always have, the soft pretzels they always have. They had a vegetarian chili, which looked pretty good. Um, then they had pulled pork and they had filet, man. I only had one, actually. I had filet with mashed potatoes and asparagus. Felt like I was like at a five-star dinner there. 
eating the uh, eating eating my fillet. They had mac and cheese souffles. I had one of those, and then paella. I just got the sausage paella, not the shrimp paella, but that was delicious. I did have a soft pretzel at halftime, which was awesome. And I did snag two soft pretzels for the drive home for my father-in-law and wife who came with me. I was able to get them a couple tickets. Um, uh, not free, by the way. I had to pay face value, but um, uh, shouldn't be. You know, you should have to pay. And I was able to, I just didn't want you guys to think that like I could just get two tickets like that. At any rate, um, it was awesome that they got to sit in the stands and experience that. You know, father, daughter. I've got two girls, so I can only imagine how cool that was for my father-in-law to be able to experience that. So the Eagles had an impressive first touchdown drive, which it felt like they did almost every game the whole year. It's unbelievable. You know, coaching is big, Jack. I, I didn't have this as a theme, but the Eagles throw a bomb on fourth and three to Devontae Smith, who makes an incredible quote-unquote catch. And the Eagles, I could tell, Jack, by how fast they got on the ball, and they snapped the next play without really even knowing what the play was. I mean, Jalen was just standing They knew that it might not be a catch. Devontae Smith knew it might not be a catch. Shanahan did not have a good look at it to be able to challenge it. Man, I almost feel like in that situation, especially fourth down, I almost feel like in that situation, when the Eagles hurry to the ball that fast, you you probably need to throw the challenge flag. Conversely, you know, then the Niners get, and by the way, the Eagles end up scoring a touchdown there. Conversely, when Hassan Reddick, who, by the way, is unbelievable, an unbelievable football player that doesn't get nearly enough credit. When he came off the edge and hit Purdy's arm, it looked like an incomplete pass. I mean, the ball went, you know, 10 yards forward, right? <clears throat> Wrong. You know, Sirianni challenged it. And what happened is Reddick had hit the ball out of Purdy's hand and it like hit his elbow and went forward. So just that was gigantic. Shanahan not challenging, and Sirianni did challenge. Although, interestingly, the Eagles couldn't move the ball at all after that. Like, their next three or four drives, they had 13 yards. I was really impressed by the 49ers' defense, especially in the first half. Those guys are fast. Those guys do not miss tackles. They were good. I mean, they were as good as advertised, I thought. They really were. Um, And then, by the way, um, hopefully some of you guys saw me on the sideline. I know there was an incomplete pass to Ayuk. I almost caught on the sideline. Bradbury and Ayuk almost knocked me over. Uh, Miles Sanders, I I almost got in on there. Jalen Hurts, a couple times I got in the fray. Um, But you know, the, the Christian McCaffrey touchdown run, was right near me, Jack. That was right where I was on the sideline. That was legit one of the best touchdown runs I've ever seen. Like, I don't know how many times they showed it on replay. Dude, he hurdled Marcus Epps. As soon as he landed, 
He made somebody else whiff. Then he ripped through two tackles. I couldn't. I mean, I thought it would be. I thought it would be a a loss of yardage. He single handedly defeated four tacklers for that touchdown run. That was unbelievable by McCaffrey. That was about the last bright spot for the 49ers. After that, they had three killer penalties on the Eagles' drive at the end of the second quarter. Killer penalties, which let the Eagles score, which helped the Eagles. They didn't let, they helped the Eagles score another touchdown. And then Josh Johnson fumbles a snap, like a shotgun snap, doesn't just jump on the ball. You got to just jump on the ball and get the ball. He's not able to recover it. Eagles able to score another touchdown. And honestly, it felt like the game was over then. I mean, 21-7 with Josh Johnson at quarterback. I didn't have any, uh, I did not envision the Niners being able to come back in that game, especially because even the first drive of the second half, when Josh Johnson was still healthy and able to throw the ball, Jack, the the Niners O-line, I said this all week. Give me credit for this. I said this all week. They're not built for obvious passing situations. Like their guards could not block Hargrave or Sue. I mean, they were just getting beat play after play after play. They were getting beat. Josh Johnson's arm was getting hurt. Then he hits his head real hard concussed, which uh, was just awful. Awful for the Niners. Awful for him. Here he is. He's getting a chance to play in a playoff game. And he gets a concussion. And so the whole rest of the game kind of just stunk, right? Because the 49ers literally did not have a quarterback that could throw the football. Did not have a quarterback that could throw the football. So, I mean, just a bummer. I was a little surprised. The Eagles actually had more success running the ball than passing against the Niners. I mean, the Niners' run D was awesome for like the first 27 minutes. But after that, I don't know why the Eagles threw the ball as much as they did. Their long passes were not working. The Niners' cornerbacks really stepped up. um, But the Eagles were able to run the ball very effectively. I think they might have had more yards rushing than passing in the game. Niners had 11 penalties. As far as I know, were any of them not legit, Jack? Were any of them clearly mistakes? Do you remember? I didn't see any bad penalties in terms of not being like an actual penalty. But Like I think Greenlaw everything... actually yanked the face mask. Greenlaw actually oh, was yeah. punching, you know, like. Yeah, that, the, his hand was in the face mask. That was clearly, yeah. Um, Trent Williams got ejected late. Uh, which, gosh, at that point, I almost don't blame him, man. I mean, can you imagine how frustrated he was? He's never been to a Super Bowl. No, he was there. But can you imagine how frustrated he was? I mean, he probably was just like, get me out of this place. Let me go take a shower. And uh, that was it. We move forward to the second game where there was a brutal late hit out of bounds that sort of set up a game-winning field goal for the Chiefs who are back in the Super Bowl for a third time in five years. Yeah, I kind of talked about that with Osai. That was a crappy way for that game to end, too. I don't think anybody wants it to end on a, you know, a hit outside like that. You know, like a, a an unnecessary roughness penalty where it wasn't, like, malicious. 
the kid wasn't trying to hurt Mahomes. He just had ran so hard and was trying so hard. And I, you know, when you're running as fast as you possibly can, it's not easy to really know where the out of bounds is. You're not looking down at the ground. You're looking at the guy you're about to hit. At any rate, this this was a great game. Chiefs D-line was all over Burrow early with four sacks. Then again, obviously late with Chris Jones having the sack that got the Chiefs the ball back one last time. Both teams settled for a lot of field goals. Injuries were big in this one because the Bengals lost Tyler Boyd after he had gotten off to like a great start. Meanwhile, the Chiefs lost Legereus Sneed. So the Chiefs are out there with like all rookie cornerbacks at that point. The other thing that stunk for Osai, he had a great game. I mean, Osai had a really good game for the Bengals. And then when they kept showing him on the sideline and his chest was heaving like that, I, I tweeted this, Jack, at Ross Tucker NFL. That hurt my soul. That, that really, that hurt my heart for that young man because I don't, I, I, I despise any situation where one player, especially a young player, thinks that like they blew the game, it's all their fault. The reality is, and I hope Osai realizes this, it's not a tie game at that point if Osai doesn't play as well as he did. <clears throat> Credit to Valdez Scantling for stepping up for the Chiefs. They needed it. Um, I already mentioned the unfortunate officiating. The two that jump out to me was obviously the extra down was just ridiculous. Um, but like I said, fortunately, that didn't lead to anything for the Chiefs. And then what was the other one, Jack? A block in the back on the on the big punt return? Yeah, I think it kind of gave him like an extra 15 yards or something like that. I can't exactly remember. But it was something along those lines. Um, so impressed by the Bengals. I mean, they're down 13-3, 20-13. There's just no quit in those guys. They just keep playing. It feels like, unless the Bills can step up their game, feels like it's going to be Burrow versus Mahomes for a long time, almost like Brady versus Manning was when it was Patriots-Colts. That's what it feels like. As the, the Bengals kept playing, Jamar Chase made some huge plays. Bengals tie at 20-20. But here's the thing. The Bengals had the ball twice with the score 20-20, and they didn't do anything with it. Not even able to get a field goal. First one was a tipped interception. Uh, Brian Cook tipped it. I think it was Williams caught it. And then there was the Chris Jones sack. So, as good as the Bengals were, and they came back and all that stuff, they were not able to get it done when they needed to. You know, they, they had two opportunities with the football, didn't get it done. Mahomes made some incredible plays. I just can't believe he was that good and his stats were that good. And he had that touchdown pass to Valdez Scantling. That was an absolute seed. And then he scrambles scrambles for the first down on that ankle, which was clearly bothering him. I thought that game uh, only enhanced Patrick Mahomes in my mind. Just like you guys can only enhance your lives by getting into great shape. 
Everyone knows how awesome Peloton is. Everyone knows about Peloton and the bikes, which, by the way, are amazing. But they got a lot of other stuff going. They got the treadmills, classes like yoga, strength training, interval training, boxing. If you guys saw my social media, at Ross Tucker NFL, on on Saturday night, I was at my brother-in-law and sister-in-law's. They have a Peloton bike that they absolutely love. They rock it, man. They absolutely rock it. My wife has the treadmill. That's what she does. And she does more like 20-minute, 30-minute walks. It's so cool because of the music, the instructors, and you can pretty much take a class for the exact amount of time you have to take the class. That's what I love about it. Try Peloton risk-free, 30-day home trial, new members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Tuck Stakes. We'll start with some shocking news out of Dallas where the Cowboys announced that head coach Mike McCarthy will call plays after they fire offensive coordinator Kellen Moore. I literally... LOL'd when I saw this. Mike McCarthy calling the plays? Does anyone or hopefully everyone remember what it was like in Green Bay the last time Mike McCarthy was calling plays? Kellen Moore is a top 10 offensive coordinator in the NFL. Kellen Moore had the Cowboys scoring all kinds of points, and they're not like loaded on offense. Kellen Moore is going to get hired by the end of the week by like the Chargers or the Bucks or someone. This is a joke. If I'm a Cowboys fan, I'm absolutely terrified. I know a lot of you are glad Kellen Moore is gone because they didn't score very many points against the Niners. Guess what? The Niners defense is awesome. Did you see what Kellen Moore did the rest of the year? But this is the people, this is the way fans are. I don't like the offensive coordinator. Uh, The play calling's terrible. Careful what you wish for, Cowboys fans. I can almost guarantee it'll be worse next year. Tuck Stakes. The Rams, there's a reunion in Los Angeles where they hire former Jets offensive coordinator Michael Floor as their offensive coordinator. Right. uh, They have a history. Uh, obviously, the families, McVay, LaFleur, know each other very well. Probably not the best look for the Jets that the guy they move on from, the Rams are looking to get him right away, right? Like, if Sean McVay wants him, hmm, we'll see. <clears throat> Tuck Stakes. Falcons hire State defensive line coach Ryan Nielsen as their new defensive coordinator. I always think that's kind of cool when a team takes a a coach in their division, because it's like you're making your team better in your mind, right? With Nielsen as the DC, but you're also making your rival worse. 
because you're taking away a D-line coach, a, a very good coach for them. So I think that's smart, right? Why not? Why not? If you like the guy, why not hurt your? Uh, why not hurt your competition at the same time? Tux takes. Texans are zeroing in on Niners defensive coordinator Demico Ryan's as their new head coach. That's going to be rough, very rough for the uh, for the Niners to lose Demico Ryan's. He is very good at what he does. I kind of thought Jonathan Gannon from the Eagles might get that job, but it looks like it'll be D'Amico Ryan. So um, kudos to him. He obviously did a fantastic job for the 49ers and is very deserving. Before I forget, college draft, we're actually going to be recording later this evening because Emery, I think, is traveling from the Shrine Bowl to the Senior Bowl. So we'll figure out when to record that. Uh, Love doing those shows with Emery this time of year because we talk about scouting lessons and takeaways from the conference championship games, which I think you all would enjoy. Plus, Emery's going to preview the Shrine game and the Senior Bowl for the 30 of you, who 30 fan bases out there whose teams are not playing in the Super Bowl. So please check out the College Draft Podcast tonight or early tomorrow morning. Pizza Boy Brewing, Sportaculture, HumanHeadNYC.com, SteakhouseSports.com, Go-Bangles.com, Evergreen Economics, Vision Comics with an X, BackOfficeScheduler.com, and MyFrontPageStory.com. Kind of a, we're only two weeks away from Valentine's Day. Engage, fellas. If you haven't done it now, MyFrontPageStory.com. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.